Okay, so on today's episode, episode two of the Sean Matthew podcast, we have a very, 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 did I say very? Special, probably, probably co-host, definitely co-host today, but he is a hell of a talent and there's a reason why I want him on the show and be a big part of the show. His name is... Joe Thurman. Joe, how are you today? Sean, I'm doing great. How are you, my friend? I am doing fantastic. Um, I am in especially a good mood today because it was like kind of like my holy day. Uh, Villanova basketball is uh, <laughs> a very, very high priority in my life. I'll put it that way. And today was opening um, the opening game. We we defeated LaSalle, 81 to 68. Um, you know, <laughs> I'm a... I'm a hardcore Villanova basketball fan, um, and uh, it was a big day. But not just that. We won the game. We have a brand-new coach, Kyle Neptune. Uh, he wore a suit. He didn't have a tie because Jay Wright was famous for his suits. Last season, yes, he didn't wear them because when COVID happened, he stopped wearing the suits. Um, uh, so Kyle Neptune wore a suit, didn't have a tie, but he looked very sharp. Um, anyway. I was very happy with the performance. I was very happy with the team. We're missing our best players, best players, uh, Justin Moore and Cam Whitmore. Cam Whitmore, Cam Whitmore is a potential uh, lottery pick next year. He's a McDonald's All-American. He's he's projected to go in the top five of the draft next year. He's got a minor injury. He's going to come back. We won the game tonight. I don't want to talk too much about Nova basketball right now. However, later on, the Blazers were playing the Miami Heat, and Josh Hart hit a corner three-pointer to win the game for the Blazers. Buzzer-beating shot. Um, game winner. So tonight was huge for Villanova basketball because Josh Hart was a part of the 2016 National Championship team um, where we defeated uh, North Carolina. <laughs> North Carolina on a on a buzzer-beater. <laughs> that was a little football game shot. on tonight yeah. too, but that's okay. You saw that shot though, right, Joe? Did I see the shot? No, sir, I did not. Okay, well, Chris Jenkins, I don't know how you haven't seen that shot, but Chris Jenkins hit it, probably the greatest shot in college basketball. Oh, wait a minute. You're talking about the shot he hit a couple of years ago to win the national championship? 2016, yeah. I'm just making oh, sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course I saw that shot. I thought you were referring to the shot tonight. No, no, I, no, no. Sorry for the confusion. Sorry. No. That's okay. <laughs> Everyone in the world saw that shot. That okay, was on the top like, of the key. Yeah, that was nice. Just making sure you weren't you weren't living under a rock. I'm sorry about that. No, no, that was epic. That was epic. So... Okay, so today, just to give our audience a clue of what's going on, episode one was kind of an experiment. It was a trial, um, and it didn't go the way I planned, the way I, you know, I didn't love it, but I always knew that Joe, that Joe uh, Thurman. Um, That's me. Would absolutely be, uh, I had him in mind for, I've been thinking about a podcast for a long, long time. And I was always thinking, who's going to be my co-host? Who's going to be my guy? Who's going to be the guy or girl? Who's going to be the guy? Who's going to help me like create this podcast? And who's going to? How are we going to build this thing? And what, you know, it's just a fun. It's a passion project, right? We all have real jobs, and this is something on the side that I'm doing. Uh, I believe it has a lot of potential to take off. Um, so I met by happenstance, by by fate, by luck, by magic. <laughs> I don't know. I Joe Joe Thurman came into my life and we uh we connected immediately. Great chemistry, 
turned into a very good friendship. Um, yes. And, and I just want the, to guy, say the guy's got tons of potential um, as a radio personality, as a podcast personality. So, Joe, um, what is, what are your thoughts on podcasts in general, and why are you interested in like being on one? Well, first, I want to say that I was honored when you asked me to to you know to consider joining you on something like this. I wanted to say I was very very honored and appreciative, and I wanted to bring that to the forefront. Um, I've always um, thought that, and I've, I've always had people uh, tell me that I should have maybe thought about as a career radio or something like that, communications and so forth. And <clears throat> you know me, I've, I, uh, I, I like to talk a little bit, you know, I enjoy talking. There's nothing like a good conversation. I love sports. Uh, I love world affairs, politics, just life everywhere you turn, there's something to talk about. So, um, when you came to me with this, it was, I, I think it took me about, I don't know, about six nanoseconds to respond <laughs> to you when you asked me if I would be interested in, in doing a podcast. Uh, and I like podcast idea too, because you're not, uh, you're not handcuffed in any way by, by the rules and regulations of some other people that we can just come out and we can just speak the way you and I would normally speak if we were standing you know, if we were standing on a loading dock somewhere, just talking sports or talking politics, all although politics is something that probably in this day and age, um, it's, it seems like people are in one camp or another. And, and it, it might be a good idea um, and refreshing for a lot of our listeners, too, if we just, um, you know, avoid that. Yeah, we'll, topic just say, or, we'll just or, say today, I'm going to let you continue talking, but I just want to stop there for a second. Mm-hmm. Um Tomorrow is election day, and you know a lot of people take it very seriously. Oh yeah, by all means. We're not going to talk about politics tonight. However, we'll just say uh, you know your civic duty is to vote. I'm not saying if I'm voting or not. Doesn't everybody has to vote? If you feel like you don't want to vote, if you don't have to vote just for the hell of it, if you have a candidate that you actually want to win, will affect change, then go out and vote. But yeah, um, tomorrow's uh, it's almost midnight here in in New Jersey, but election day. I believe there's no NBA games on at all because they want people to go out and vote. I that's honestly, true. I think that's kind of bullshit. Like I, I, you know, go on with life, let people vote, but let them have their basketball games and baseball's over. There's no football games on Tuesday. Uh, college basketball started. I got to look, I'm pretty sure there's college basketball games, but yeah, the NBA is doing their thing. Um, but yeah. Uh, so anyway, politics, Joe is one thing that you're interested in, but you know, voting, voting tomorrow, but continue so you know you're, you're very you know you, you didn't have to think long about doing the podcast it took you six nanoseconds as you said um <laughs> yeah. and man, it was a are... very it was a very easy decision for me it was when you asked me that question i was like hallelujah yeah sure i would be uh just to get back to the voting thing though um yeah i like what the nba did and i think sometimes you have to prioritize things. And I think what they're saying is, hey, what we do here is entertainment. It's athletics. It's a great thing. But you know what, guys? 20-second timeout or a 24-hour timeout, as it were. This is more important. No matter how you vote, I'm not telling you how to vote. We're just asking you to participate in this democracy and go out and vote. So that's all. I think it's a great thing. But, yeah, no, it, it, Sean, it's nice to be here. And uh, it's also nice that uh, – you and I could just uh, um, talk about things that we normally would talk about uh, and share them with some folks. I think it's a good thing. Um, my Phillies just got beat in the World Series. 
we were beaten, as I told you the other night, we were beaten by a better team. And as I told you three weeks ago, that would probably that was probably going to happen. Uh, they should hold, hold their heads high. They should look forward to the future. They should be proud that they took that ball club six games. And even in that six games, if you look at a couple of the games and some of the things that happened in there, they could still be playing. So, I mean, obviously it would be over anyway, but, but you know what I'm saying? It was really, uh, it was really a good thing. And, and I think for the Philadelphia Phillies, just, uh, they've arrived. Can we just say that, um, can you hear me better now? I put the mic a little bit closer to myself. Yes. Okay, cool. Uh, so, uh, yeah, the Phillies, man, they're, uh, they have a great, I think they have a bright future. Can you agree? Can you agree with me though, that if they never fired Girardi, they, they wouldn't even sniff the world series or the playoffs. Well, that just, it, it's really, it's an interesting thing because Joe Girardi, I respect Joe Girardi. He, he managed those Yankees that beat my Phillies back about a decade ago. And, and who doesn't love Joe Girardi, but it's just an interesting thing about sports and about teams and about chemistry that it's not a knock against Joe Girardi, but when they did, uh, when they did ask him to go and they brought on Thompson, uh, Thompson's approach was just better for this particular group of players and they just flourished. And sometimes it's just getting the right combination. Uh, just, just today I saw this thing in Indianapolis that Frank Reich was, was let go. Frank Reich helped Doug Peterson win a Super Bowl here in Philly. Frank Reich is a, is a great football guy, but for some reason things weren't working out there. Um, I think that Ursay fell is a little bit of a volatile character. So I don't really know. I love, uh, Jeff Saturday. I think he's one of the best people that you're ever going to see in the, in the game. He's one of the most respected. Um, I do question though, him being the head coach, that's a little bit strange, but again, we'll see what happens. Yeah, but I, I just think it's interesting that sports and chemistry, because you're dealing with human beings, it's just interesting. But yeah, but when the Phillies let Joe Girardi go, Thompson, I, just, I don't want to interrupt you, but can I just yeah. say, do you think it's possible? Does this happens in sports sometimes, whether it's consciously or subconsciously, do you think that any of the Phillies players stopped playing hard for Girardi in hopes that they would fire him and get Thompson in? I I don't think so, Sean. You know, I you hear about that. You know where I hear about that kind of thing happening mostly? It's usually in, in ice hockey for some weird reason. Usually they get tired of a coach's <laughs> whole spiel and they, they start shooting the puck four feet wide of the net intentionally, this kind of thing. I mean, I don't I really don't think so because you got a guy on this team, a harper, that could go up to the front office at any time and say, Look, I don't want this guy as my manager anymore. <laughs> and I mean, no, they won't come out and tell you this, but I think exactly. if he, he did that. Exactly. I, I, don't, I don't, think, don't think there's you know, a small circle think... of players, though. Like like you're saying Harper has the power to do that. They're like, you know, fuck Girardi. This guy no. blows. Like he, he, the Yankees won a World Series with him because they had a hell of a fucking roster. He oh. wore out his welcome in New York. They got sick of him. He tried to just use that currency of that World Series. To just, hopefully he's going to be there forever. Obviously, <laughs> wasn't. No, uh, and you know and what? Then, I and show with the Phillies, show with the Phillies with a less talented roster. You obviously couldn't get the best out of them. Um, you don't think there's a group of players saying to themselves, "Man, like, you know, we got Thompson in here. Why don't we just, no. like, you know, why don't we fuck around and just, you know?" I, but then I'm thinking to myself, you know, in baseball, right? It's like, you know, they want their stats. They got to They make money by getting better stats, right? It's all about the stats and how they can perform and help a team. It's tough for me to believe in any sport of players like, you know, sacrificing their livelihood and their their the money that they can make and their stats just in hopes of getting the manager fired. That's quite 
complex sort of uh, specific anger to want to have him out that badly. Just the thought that crossed my mind. That's why I said subconsciously or consciously, because, uh, you know, the team got a new manager and man, they just took off. It was like, well, what whoa. I think it is too, Sean, and with all due respect, I know you're a New York guy. I know you, you're a New York sports fan. I know you love the Yankees. Well, Dallas and Cowboys, I know, though. And I know, well, that's a whole different issue. That that's that's that's. <laughs> but what I think what it is is in your heart, it's hard for you to accept the fact that Girardi wasn't successful here. And I think you're looking and reaching for reasons to maybe justify. Maybe no, it was, it was almost it was almost like the opposite. I, I, don't, I want I want I, I, I want Joe to do I want Joe to do to kill it and do well. And you know, he was in an, it's a, it's a. It's a national oh, I know you They're not competing with the, the Yankees unless they're in the World Series. I was always rooting for them. But when it did happen, it was one of those things where, yep, the Yankees made the right decision. So, I, but again, I was, I would, if he was, made, if he made the World Series and had all the success, I would, that's not one of those things where I'm, I'm not, I'm not rooting. I, I root for the Phillies because they're like my National League team and I went to school at Villanova and it's right near Philadelphia. There you go. Obviously. There you go. And it's one of those no, things where. No, I, I, there was no, there's no, there's no deep seated hate or subconscious, unconscious no, stuff for Girardi. I'm saying the opposite. I'm saying you, you really love Joe Girardi and you have some affection for Joe Girardi. And that's why you're trying to maybe, maybe reach for some reasons that for his lack of success. No, here. But I, but I agree. I, I agree. Maybe, I agree maybe it's these thing. players that did this to him. You know, maybe they, maybe they trashed the, 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 you know, maybe they lost some games on purpose to make him look bad is, is what you're that's thinking because you, it's hard for you to accept the fact that he just couldn't cut the mustard when it comes down. No, to we're, it. we're riffing here. It's just because you thoughts, like him. These are and I that crossed my mind for sure. Cause whenever I, it's just a general thought, not, not talking about Girardi. Let's think of a macro perspective here from all sports. Um, Cause it happens where they, the coaches, I don't even know, like we we're saying, if subconsciously or con- unconsciously um, or consciously um, the team, the manager, the coach, they lose, they lose the team. And like the team just starts, even if it's not purposely, they start performing at a lower level. Well, yeah, it happens. Oh, it happens. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Um, but let me talk about the, you brought up, you brought up the Colts and Jeff Saturday and, um, and, uh, you know how he's the interim. I know him from TV. I know he's a player, but I know him from TV. He's got a pleasant personality and he could speak well. My Good thinking dude. with, my thinking with Reich was, uh, who, I think he was, only, he was only there for like three or four years, if that. And he never, he had fucking Philip Rivers and cause this Andrew Luck retired, right? He had, yes, uh, he had mm-hmm. Philip Rivers and he had, he had uh, the guy from the Browns. The the guy is the Browns quarterback right now. Um, he had Matt Ryan. Um, he didn't have any receivers. T.Y. Hilton was like injury prone, and he was just going downhill. You know, they never had. Uh, they had you know they didn't they didn't have a roster well, that was sufficient. I don't know what his role was in the drafting. I know they have one guy who works for the front office that was from the Eagles, I believe. Um, but it's one of those things that. You know, if the guy had a decent roster, I think they made the playoffs under him too. I'm almost positive they did. Well, when Andrew Luck, yeah, when Andrew Luck stepped away, I mean that's a punch in the stomach. That's a punch in the stomach. I mean, so he had Andrew Luck for a year, and then in that off season, the beginning of the next season, it was I think it was still in preseason. Andrew stepped away. I mean, that's a punch in the stomach. I mean, you take a job as the head coach, and you got Andrew Luck, who, who, let's face it, I think was was on his way to being one of the best on his way to the talent was unbelievable. Um, and his absence, you know, it, it was, it was palpable, you know, in, in the way that they played. I mean, yeah, but let me, 
let's say something about the current, like the Colts, the, Frank Reich's last game as the Colts coach was versus the New England Patriots. They lost 26 to three. Um, Michael Pittman is like the only decent receiver they have, you know, to my knowledge. They have some young guys like Paris Campbell, but Michael Pittman had three catches for 22 yards. The quarterback was Sam Ellinger. Um, yeah, yeah. Sam Ellinger is 24 years old. He's got like no experience. He wasn't like a high draft pick. Um, they're rushing. They have Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor is a stud. He's out right now. Mm-hmm. You know, to to do that guy like that, to do him dirty like that, to get rid of him. They already have. They have three wins. I think three wins for them is kind of overachieving. Well, I think um, what's weird is go ahead. I, what's weird to me is first of all to get rid of a guy like Frank Reich midway through the season. A Usually you let him ride it out. You you pull him into the office and say, hey, Frank, listen, I got to see some improvement between now and the end of the year or else we're going to sit down at the end of the year and, and, and it may not go so good for you. Um, but you give the guy the rest of the year. Normally, that's how it's done. To do it so abruptly, A, is weird. And then to to insert a guy who, without any coaching experience whatsoever, albeit you love Jeff Saturday, who doesn't? But to put him in as the head coach is weird. The only thing I can think of is this. And you've got five guys across that offensive line that are stud horses and they're just playing like garbage. They're playing like revolving turnstiles. They're just unbelievably bad. So maybe the fact that Saturday was an offensive lineman on that Colts Super Bowl team and he protected Peyton Manning, all those, and he's highly regarded. Maybe his expertise as an offensive lineman is really the catalyst for all this. I don't know. But it's the only thing I can really come up with, especially when you look at this offensive line and the talent that that, that offensive, the talent they have across that offensive line in Indy and the lack of production they're getting. Maybe that's the only. Maybe that's the only it thing. Is, but there's got to be. Who knows what there's, always, there's always other issues that the, the the public doesn't know. I'm not saying that Frank Wright did something weird or something creepy or, <laughs> or just like he just he lost a locker. Like it was one of those things where it's like, okay. When I saw it, I was like, what? And then they made a decision so quickly to bring in Saturday, who's one of their former players, um, as interim. It's like it's already set up behind the scenes. They made their mind up and. Listen, maybe Saturday kills it. Maybe Saturday takes over and just they go they they make the fucking playoffs and everyone's like, yeah, that's that's why we did we did that. Um, yeah, you know, but, you but know. I, I just feel I feel bad for Reich because um, he seems like a wasn't wasn't he the backup quarterback on those Bills dynasty? Not dynasty because they never backup won Super Bowl. Quarterback to Jim Kelly Bills teams. He's got like a usually backup quarterbacks are better coaches than the starting quarterbacks. Like like think about Jason Garrett. Not saying he was a great coach, but. Usually the star players don't become these big time coaches. It's, it's usually like someone who's a backup, right? Right. It's it's the star players usually don't make great head coaches. That's that's true. Frank Reich uh, was a backup quarterback for Jim Kelly, and Jim Kelly got hurt in a playoff game against the Houston Oilers way back in the early. You check the year. I think it was in the early nineties, maybe ninety one, ninety two, somewhere in there. And they were down like twenty eight points or something like that, and he led the Bills back in a playoff game. It was the largest uh, playoff comeback in history. I think it still stands. Um, so the backup role has served um, Frank Wright really well, both as a player and as a head coach, because he was Doug Peterson's backup head coach. Um, and he was very instrumental that year. Take it from me as a, as a diehard Eagle fan. You know that. Um, he was really an important uh, – we were really sorry to see him go, but we knew – all right, we won the Super Bowl, and like any team, you win the Super Bowl, and the, the league starts to raid your talent. So, um, you know, 
We'll You're see. Right. We'll yeah, see. you make it. You make it. I just want to stop you there because you made a really good point. <laughs> I've seen this happen year after fucking year. Um, people and teams win titles, organizations. And you're right. They their talent is rated, and it's one of those things where it sets those guys up for disappointment. There's like these there's like these heroes in the Super Bowl teams, um, in these World Series teams, and everyone expects them. You know, let's let's get them. He's got he's got experience. He won a title and stuff. He's going to help the locker room. He's going to help the team. He's going to be good. Mm-hmm. It usually doesn't really lead to a lot of success just because they are a part of the. T- it's the whole combination of the team that makes it special. And for the people to say, oh, well, you need those guys because they're on that. Listen, it, it sets a lot of guys up for life. They get better contracts and they live off that Super Bowl. But man, I mean, I'm just thinking back to, uh, I mean, just think when the Cowboys beat the Steelers in 95 in the Super Bowl, the MVP of this, the, the game, the guy who had two interceptions, I believe was the, uh, oh, was it Washington? Was it Brown? Was his last name Brown? Brown, Brown right? yeah. That's and awesome. I'm pretty sure that he got a contract after that. And I don't remember him doing anything the rest of his career. I could be wrong. I was younger. I was born in 86. This was in 95. But yeah, uh, that's yeah. it's a perfect example. The guy the guy wins the MVP. And then he like, you know, parlays that into like a big contract. And, you know, I don't know. A lot of these, a lot of these players don't, uh, don't, don't live up to the expectations after that title. I think it sounds like you agree though. Right? Well, it's not, well, you, you brought up the point where they raid their team's title teams, but you know, you're saying in this situation they raided uh, one of the coaches too, and then they gave up on him. But I'm not saying he did a bad job, but the expectations might have been too high, right? Well, when you win, when you win a Super Bowl, uh, all eyes are upon you, and they raid your coaches. They raid your, I say talent. That's what I mean, coaches and players. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's hard to hold on to people when you win a Super Bowl. It's hard to hold on to people. We were sorry to see uh, Frank go. Um, it was weird too how he went because the. The fellow from New England that's now coaching um, Daniels, McDaniels, or whatever, yeah. he was with Perfect he was example. with Belichick, right? He was with Belichick, uh, and those two organizations. Because I have people and family in Indianapolis, I know those two organizations. They really don't uh, get along too well. They don't. They're not. They're rivals. Um, so uh, McDaniels took a job, verbally agreed to take the head coaching job of the Colts right after that, right? Um, and this is back in 17, 18. It was right after the Eagles won the Super Bowl. Uh, so McDaniels took the job verbally, and then two days later, he backed out of it. And they were yeah, irate. I, the I remember that clearly. And then that opened the door to, and we were like, oh, no, because we were almost to the point where we're like, okay, it looks like no one's going to take Frank here. He's going to stay with Doug. <laughs> it gives us more of it. And all of a sudden, here it comes. The door opens. Frank Reich is gone. But we, my point was, uh, when you win a Super Bowl, um, you know they, they raid your town. And I, lo- and I love. Let me just stop you for a second. I love that you brought up that point. Raiding is a perfect word for that example. Um, this, <laughs> if it's, is why, this is if why they're raiders, right? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. yeah, but like this is why. This is why it's funny that you say that, man, about the Raiders. Let me just let me just go back to my my point about the guy who won MVP for the Cowboys in the Super Bowl. His name is Larry Brown. Um, he 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 played for the Cowboys until '95. '95 was his last season. Then he played – he was only 26 at the time. He went on to play his last three, last two seasons – three seasons. The next two seasons were with Oakland Raiders. He was 27 and 28. Still a young man. Um, mm-hmm. Game started one. Uh, game started zero in 97. Then he finished his career at the age of 29 with the Cowboys. He probably had an injury or something, I'm guessing. 
But his career really just fizzled out after that MVP performance. But, you know, I got to look in the contract. I don't know what Oakland gave him. But in 95, this is a whole – we could talk about this in the future episodes, but a lot of guys get that contract and just they're – they kind of just don't perform to the level of the contract, you know. But uh, that's a whole other discussion. But well, it's just funny. You know? Football is such a funny game that you have 10 other guys around you. You have 10 other guys around you. And it has to work. It has to work. It's it's a symbiotic thing, you know. It all has to work together. And and a lot of times you'll isolate one player and think, boy, he's going to be the different. No, he's coming to your team. Your team's a poor team. He was playing on a team with ten other guys around him doing their jobs really well. And so you have to really look at that. And the real the real talented, the real astute talent evaluators in the league will. We'll be able to see things like that. You know, he shined, he shined in the Super Bowl on the biggest stage. He did it versus Steelers. The Cowboys Steelers is a classic rivalry. In the seventies, it was like, oh my god, that Cowboys Cowboys Steelers Super Bowl was like almost fucking guaranteed for a couple of years. But um, all right, so but I remember the Super Bowl. I remember that Pittsburgh quarterback O'Donnell or Donald was it? Yeah, Donald. Yeah, yeah. he it, threw the ball to Kendall the other Donald? team about three or four times. He just threw the ball right to the other team. And it was just ridiculous. It was, it was sad. <laughs> and really, that was a Super Bowl in which I really had no one to root for because I'm not crazy about either of those squads. But one of the things I wanted to talk to you, not to get off the subject, one of the things I wanted to oh, his name is Neil talk about. Neil O'Donnell. Neil O'Donnell. Yeah. One of the things we could talk about a lot of, in the future, one of the next episodes we could talk about down alone, is how hard it is to build a dynasty today. Because, you know, before free agency, we had a tight end here, Keith Jackson, back in the late 80s, early 90s, who was really instrumental in getting this free agency to where it is today. But before free agency is when you saw all these dynasty teams, your Pittsburgh Steelers, your Dallas Cowboys back in the day, okay? And even the San Francisco 49ers to some extent and the Green Bay Packers. This is when you saw those teams that were awesome for seven or eight years and won three or four Super Bowls out of the in a row and this kind of a thing. And why don't you have that again? This is why, because way back in the day before, or free agency, you had some tremendous drafts and you built yourself a damn good football team, nobody could come in and take your players away. There was no negotiation. There was no free agency. Exactly. So when you built a powerhouse, you could just sit back in the offseason and light up a cigar and drink a beer and not worry about it, knowing that all your players are coming back because you've got some captive customers is what you have. So before free, that's why a lot of times people say, well, yeah, how many Super Bowls do you have? And we have this many. Well, you have that many pre-free agency. Yeah, Pittsburgh, you won four Super Bowls pre-free agency. In my estimation, you won two. After that, you you won two. Well, and Christ, like, one of those was even tainted by with that Seattle Super Bowl, not to bash the Steelers, but that Seattle Super Bowl was a joke. There were two <laughs> or three monstrous plays in there that were just, just – it was ridiculous. Yeah. There were two or three big – Listen, big, it's, diff- it's different eras. It's different, it's different It's different eras. It's, it's taken with a grain of salt, right? We all – I mean – Listen, right. everyone has their opinions. We're not discounting these these like that's what that those, but isn't no, that what makes I'm not the, taking isn't that make, let me just say this? Isn't that what makes the Patriots dynasty so much more special? This is what I it's another thing that I say to people that dude, they did that post free agency. I mean, they had their shit together. The salary cap. The salary cap is huge, you know, salary cap and free agency for sure. Right. And I can't stand them either. I'm not crazy about them either. I didn't say I didn't me. say I hate the Patriots. I didn't say that's just you that's you talking. <laughs> well, I, I say either. I'm right. People, I don't mean in addition most, to you. I mean in addition to a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. 
You can respect them, though, right? Oh, you have to. You have to. Um, and this old adage of, well, was it Brady or was it Belichick? You know what, man? It was both of them. It was everybody. It was the perfect combination. That's what I'm saying, the perfect chemistry. The perfect yeah. chemistry. Look at Brady now. When he went to Tampa Bay first, he got all these players to come in, and he got, what's the first thing he did? It's not like he went there and said, okay, we're going to win. He went there and says, okay, I need this guy. I need that guy. I need this guy. I need that. And they went out and got him everything he needed. And then he was wow. good enough with this all a, that. This is a question for you. With the, with the Buccaneers, with the same personnel besides Brady, um, say they did everything that Brady wanted, but Brady wasn't the quarterback. The, the management just like handled what they needed to do. They got the right team in place. Um, is there any other quarterback with that personnel, with that roster, who could have won a Super Bowl besides Brady? Well, okay, so you're asking current, me that's current quarterbacks. That Super Bowl team, the, the year they he won the Super Bowl with them, right? He beat the Chiefs, right? You're asking me, given all the other pieces around him, what other quarterbacks could you plug in? Yep. Win the Super Bowl with, with those guys, with that team, with that defense and that running game and everything. Um, and don't get me wrong, great Brady. We know Brady. Don't we know say, Brady. Let's, is let's, let's, let's exclude Aaron Rodgers. But yes, there are several quarterbacks that could have put on a Tampa Bay Buccaneer uniform and taken that team. You don't think to a he Super has Bowl. magic? You don't think he has magic? You don't think he has no. that Brady magic? That put no, him I over don't. the top. No, I don't. Okay. I think he has a hell of a lot of talent. And he was always fortunate. Look, a lot of those, first of all, a lot of those, uh, uh, a lot of those New England teams, they won with some goddamn good defense. That's what people don't understand, too. Not only did they win with a lot of good defense, but those teams won Super Bowls by kicking field goals, by Venetieri kicking a field goal at the end. I mean, they were close games. Even when they were awesome, uh, even when the Patriots were awesome, they were in some, some really close Super Bowls. Um, so, um, you know, I don't think Brady has any magic. I think Brady's a fat, I think he's, he's a cool customer, got a rocket arm. He's got a, a hell of a football acumen. He's a great quarterback. Well, let's just, let's just go to another sport. This is a whole different, um, uh, uh, I wanted to bring up Jordan and the Bulls, but they had the, you know, the dynasty and the, the whole better, like everyone knew they were a dynasty. The Bucks is a different story, but I'm thinking about greatness, great players who transcend their sport. Um, the idea that you can plug and play and take MJ off that team with Pippen, Rodman, you know, the idea you can replace MJ with someone else, you know, think of a shooting guard from that era. Um, you know, I just can't see, now. see Yeah. He's in his prime. Again, Brady, this is, he was older when he won with the Bucks. But what I'm saying is there's certain people who you just can't plug and play and replace. Oh, I agree with you that, especially the guy you're just talking about. And some of these, look, first of all, I know a lot of these younger folks, they, they see LeBron James. And LeBron James is a great talent. I understand all that. But Le, LeBron James, you know, he'll play with he played with the team. And then after the team started to fizzle out around him, he went and jumped on a bus. And he got on a bus and go, oh, I'll go over there. They've got this guy, that guy, and that guy. Now, if all I have to do is jump on and just add on, boy, I win a championship. And where else could I win? When these guys, when this team falls apart, hmm, where's another team that's really pretty doggone, really stacked where I can jump on there? And when if Michael Jordan did that, Michael Jordan would have about 11 titles, okay? But Michael Jordan didn't do that. 
Michael Jordan stayed with his team. And guess what? Michael Jordan. But he also went to play baseball. He three-peated twice. Yeah, but he went to he went to play baseball too. I mean, imagine if he didn't, you know, imagine that would have been, yeah. been two more titles. He had he would have had eight guaranteed. The Rockets, would ne- Rockets would and never have won those. That's just if he stayed and didn't play baseball, Sean. But what if he took the notion that approach, that LeBron approach, that mm, my team's just starting to get, they're starting to water down a little bit. I wonder where I could, mm, let me see, let me go pick a team where if I just go jump on them, no, boy, man, let me just, let me just like argue for LeBron. What Kevin Durant did was despicable what he did. Yeah, but LeBron, LeBron has a lot of like, uh, business opportunities and ventures in Los Angeles, and it's a place to be. And he's got real estate there. Um, so what? And obviously they suck now. Lakers are like one of the worst teams in basketball right now. It's kind of a failure. They won that one title during the fucking uh, the COVID lockout, the the bubble. They played in a bubble. Everyone played in Florida. Yeah, well, there's an asterisk by that too. Yeah. I don't even. I don't even go. But like LeBron, I, it's one of those things where you know he went back to Cleveland. He did Cleveland right, and he went back and he won a title. Good. Uh, but Los Angeles, the idea that he just jumped to the best roster because Los Angeles was not the best roster. I mean, he put it in well, place. Well, well a couple it, of years put, ago he when he did. AD, but, you know. He jumped there because they have a lot of money to spend. He knew the owners really well. He, he, of course, everyone loves palm trees and everything, like that lifestyle. But he thought he could build another super team. Uh, out there, and that's part of the reason why. The first thing he did, he took this the, the guy uh, Anthony Davis uh, eyebrows. Yeah, they yeah. they got you know, him. The now things are just not going real well, so it's interesting. But um, to me, the greatest basketball player to ever walk on the yeah. planet oh Earth God. will be Michael Jordan. Michael, Michael Jordan is one of my heroes forever. He's my childhood idol of a um, lion. The heart of a lion there. Oh I mean, it's God. just unbelievable. If you ever want a good book, there's a book called Driven by Michael Jordan. It's a biography. It kind of, it's not like a full, it's like, it more talks about how he thinks in his life and how he plays. Like, it's a very, very good book if you want to know how he thinks. It's amazing. But I don't want to get stuck in these LeBron. We'll have, yeah. we'll have tons. We'll talk about, we'll talk about the goats another time. You know, MJ, LeBron, Brady. We can talk about this another bit. What I want to talk about now is my degeneracy and my betting. So I threw a I threw a fifteen <laughs> leg today was opening opening uh tip of uh opening day of uh college basketball and I threw a fifteen leg parlay on, <laughs> on all the favorites and it was ridiculous because I put fifteen picks and I still only got it down to negative one twenty eight. So anybody who knows betting, negative one twenty eight is not great. It still means like you know you're betting on the fucking favorites. But I did it in a way that was like fun and like it's opening day. But literally, I hit 14 out of my 15 picks in the parlay. I hit all 15 that, to win the parlay. All I'm waiting for is San Diego State to win. I have the money line in all the games, by the way, not points. But San Diego State is up. Uh, what are they up right now? Let's go top 25. I use the score app for all my stats. Uh, it really is the best app, I think, for scores. But yeah, they're up by 25. They're about to win. There's two minutes left. So I won 15, a 15-leg 15 parlay today. Um, I'm just going to go down real quick because I know you're not really a betting man, but this is yeah, fun. It's, I, it's, I bet- I, but you do your, you do your thing. It's, you know yeah. me, I'm just, I love sports. I just, I just, yeah. I don't need to bet. I just love sports, but you go ahead and do your so thing. I'm listening. 13, $13. I bet it only pays 23, 23. We're talking about MJ 23.23. Um, literally I won $10, but it was the rush and it was the fun. Like I don't have to use, I could bet a dollar and I just want to win, but so I put Stanford money line. They won Villanova money line, Michigan money line, Kentucky money line, Duke, Tennessee, Kansas, Houston, Florida, Creighton, Alabama, Marquette, North Carolina, Texas, San Diego State, 
15 for 15. I don't know. Just a good way. Nova wins today. Josh Hart wins the game-winning shot. I won a 15-leg parlay. I won my Nova bet. I had Nova first-half winner. Right. I had Nova over 77 points. Uh, I had Nova money line. A small bet. Small bet. But um, the point I'm trying to make is, we'll talk about this in the future. I don't know if I want to get you on the dark side here. I'm not saying betting's the dark side, but um, <laughs> nah, what I'm telling you is betting is fun and it's legal and it's it's like one of my one of my good friends, Mackenzie, tweeted out um, about the Jets how they tweeted about like how like the Jets the over under for the New York Jets this year for win total for the whole season was five point five games, and it, up till week five, I think they had three wins going in the week five or something like that. They still had that bet up. You could have bet the New York Jets to get over 5.5 wins in week five, and they think they're already at three wins. They've already exceeded that that win total, I believe. I think they have like five or six wins now. Um, and it's just one of those things where that was a bet. But the point I'm trying to make is betting is so widely accepted where the New York Jets franchise is tweeting about betting. It's legal in New Jersey. It's legal in, in New York. It's legal in Pennsylvania. It's going to be legal in probably all 50 states if everyone gets on board. It's it's creating a lot of money for the industry. It's creating it's better for sports because there's people I know who don't really don't want to watch sports, but they're betting on sports and they're following the scores at least on their phone. And it's just a whole gigantic industry which is exploding. And uh, do you think betting? Do you think legalizing betting is a good thing? Sports betting? I do because whether it's legalized or it's not legalized, people are going to do it. If people are going to do it, you might as well legalize it. And even myself as really being, you know, a non, non betting person and so forth and so on. I'm even thinking because I can trust myself not to get to um, see the big problem is you think you, I don't want to get in too deep or if I lose money, I want to go chasing it. Yep. And this and that. I'm not, I, I, I trust myself enough to know that I'm, I, that's not going to be the case. So what I'm telling you is I'm thinking myself a lot of times I think, geez, I could have picked that game or I could have picked that and made some money. And I may dabble in it. I may just, just play with it a little bit, like just go skim the surface a little bit just for fun. But I think the big thing for everyone to learn, too, is just never, ever, ever, ever bet more than you can afford to lose. It's really Absolutely. simple. What happens with people with gambling problems, and that's that's the, that's that, that's where I say the dark side, because it can take over people's lives and they don't have the self-control. Um, right. bet, what, bet what you can lose, but don't go on tilt. They call it tilt in poker, right? If you lose a big hand in poker, you go on tilt. You're very angry after that. You can't think straight. And you start betting more and more, trying to chase start that money lost. So that's it. what yep. happens to betters. But um, most people have self-control. You know, I've heard stories from I've had friends who are in rehab and stuff or different things. And like one one of my friends, rest in peace, Brian, was telling me uh, was telling me he was in rehab, and uh, one guy came in, this older gentleman, and he was saying, you know, I was at my daughter's wedding. And I left the wedding to go to fucking casino and gamble. I lost like hundred thousand dollars. I'm like, oh, that's God. when you know you have an issue, man. But yeah, or you start getting involved with the wrong people, and you start. I mean, that kind of a thing. That's but that's it a takes, nightmare. It takes over people's lives, and it's always about they're they're chasing. Like you talk to a lot of betters, and they're like, oh, I just want to get back. I don't know if I'm the positive, but I'm having a good time. And if you're having a good time, and you can afford to lose it, go have at it. Because I will tell you something about betting, man. It makes watching sports a lot more entertaining. You could be having no, that's the same with fantasy football, but when you have some skin in the game, when you got money on the line, man, it is fun. Even like, you know, some people need more than like $10, $20, whatever the limit is um, just to feel something for the betting. But 
like you know betting like a dollar and choosing the fucking like randomly you know let's look at a fucking game tonight in the nba because nba has all the games tonight um you know somebody's not oh mavericks nets right now mavericks are up 94 91 versus the nets with 11 seconds left um but you could you could call you could live you could bet on everything you could i could predict right now if i wanted to throw a bet on the mavericks and nets I can bet the the correct score if I wanted to. That's how crazy. That, there's so many ways to bet. Oh, it's insane! Like I, I can say right now, there's 11 seconds left. If they still offer it, likely they do on FanDuel and DraftKings. But um, I can bet fucking Mavs win 97, 90 fucking three, and then I could either say what whatever the odds are probably be ridiculous because it's the correct score, but also it's closer to the end of the game. So, but that's what I'm saying is just, you could bet on everything. You could bet in the coin toss. You can bet in the first basket, the first touchdown. Right, right. Never ending industry, which won't go away. It's going to keep thriving. But again, there's people to think about out there. You know, if you don't have the self control, if you don't, if you you can't handle losing money and you want to keep chasing it and you get hell bent on getting it back and just winning, that's just a caution. But I'm advocating betting big time. It sounds like you are too, just you haven't got into it though. I haven't got into it that much. I mean, I, I think I might toy with it just a little, like, for fun. Like, geez, it would be nice to I'll put up a little bit here, and I might win a couple hundred bucks or something like that, that kind of a thing. Um, and, again, stay within my, you know, just if I lost what I can only afford, lost the, that amount, I can only afford to lose that much, and I lost it, I'll leave it. But, you know, I, I know I'm a real sports fan because I don't need to bet to get chills down my spine. I mean, you know, when the Eagles line up against the Let me just stop you there for a second. You're a real or, or when you get a matchup, when you used to get, like, the Pittsburgh Steelers would match up against the, the Baltimore Ravens, like, 10 years ago, yeah, when absolutely. they're both in their head. Like, big matchups. I mean. Paul Lewis? Yeah, yeah. When you yeah. get, like, sports, you know, the key matchups, it's like, damn, I got to see this. I mean, oh, no, dude, that, yeah, but th- what I'm saying is the, the sports betting, you said real sports fan. Let's not mm-hmm. let's not mistake what Joe said there. If you bet and you love sports, the combination, you're still a real sports fan. If you oh, don't absolutely, bet, absolutely, just, just absolutely. Let's clarify that. Absolutely, I'm not saying you're not or whatever. If you bet or whatever, I'm just saying you that can get, you can um, you can enjoy sports without without having money on the line. You, that's that's completely some understandable. Me, right, it's the same way some people say. Hey, do you do you ever play fantasy football? This and that. No, I don't really need to because I love on Sundays. I just love watching the game so much. I don't need any fantasy, anything. I just love the game so so damn much. I love the foot. I love the sport so much. I don't. And now, if you want to do something to augment your experience, go have at it. I don't give a goddamn. But I personally don't need it because I just enjoy the real product so much. Uh, that I that I just don't need it. I don't, I just think that everybody should do their own thing. You know, if it yeah. makes you happy, happy. And there's some people who don't know a goddamn thing about the shape of a football that bet mm-hmm. on football. <laughs> that's right. that, that, but that's that's the great thing about it, though. It's drawing in Fine. people who aren't sports fans. Have at it. It's entertain. The whole thing is entertainment. The whole thing is fun. Uh, I, I don't want to. I don't want to. This is a, this is just me and Joe's uh, initial uh, podcast together. Um, it's episode two of the Sean Matthews podcast. Um, it's it's midnight in New Jersey. Um, Joe was nice enough to uh, have some time to talk tonight, but we are going to probably be doing uh, two to three shows per week and release churning these episodes out. Hopefully, you know we'll have some loyal fans and people, new fans, and it's word of mouth. And that would be nice. Yeah, yeah that would be nice. I'll just say this, Joe. I'll just say this today. I think went really well, uh, but I just want to say I want to have like a tradition on the podcast that I want to start now. Um, what was your cheat meal this week? <laughs> My cheat meal this week. I think I had two of them. Um, 
you know, um, I had two of them. I had, uh, I had Taco Bell on Saturday. Um, what'd you get? I had, um, I started with the, uh, Doritos Locos Taco Supreme. I love them. Um, the Supreme is nice. You get the sour cream and isn't it? So I had two of those. And then I had a quesarito, the quesarito, which is really nice. And I had Mexican pizza. Yeah, you said, and you then, said you got some heartburn in the past. How, <coughs> how was, uh, how was it this time? Was there any heartburn? You know, well, what I found out was with the Mexican pizza, I want to make sure if there's any excess sauce. I like sauce on there, but if there's any excess, just scrape off a little bit and just be careful. And you know what else I found? That instead of the, the normal one single Pepsi that I see that I take around <laughs> twelve thirty at night, yeah. I'll take another one around two thirty on those heavy nights. So the cheap meal nights, if I'm really doesn't, I'll take actually two just for preventive measures. But on any other night, I just take one around bedtime or two hours before bedtime or whatever. And can I just so say this that when when Joe gets his cheat meals, pretty much whenever he orders food out, um, they have an option to round up to the dollar to do, donate to charity. Um, this man is usually uh, rounding up and donating to charity. So that's just a good thing that you do, man. No, I thank you for that. Yeah, I think, listen, we all, if we all just do a little something, it's good karma. Just, you, you know me, you know how, you know how I feel about it. The whole, you know. Yeah. So let's just say, we're going to talk about, we're, we're going to talk about karma. We're going to talk about all these topics in the future. But uh, let me just say um, about the Taco Bell Mexican pizza. They took it away when COVID started. Um they got rid of it. Everyone was up in arms, like "fuck Taco Bell," including me. I was like, "I'm not going to Taco Bell if I can't get, get a Mexican pizza." They brought it back, but they brought it back and they they ran out of supplies. They ran out of ingredients for all the franchises around the fucking nation and the world. They had to take out take the Mexican pizza off the menu temporarily. Um, I love the Mexican pizza. I'm glad it's back. And it sounds like as they took it off the menu, I haven't been back to Taco Bell since. But apparently, you got it recently, so that's a plus. So they have it back, so it's good. Yes. Yes, sir. That was Saturday. Sunday, I had my, um, believe it, I get these Hebrew national knockwurst, uh, and I'm, I'm Germanic. I'm part German, part of the but always with the brats and the kraut with my pop and we used to watch football together and this and that. But, um, either brats or knockwurst or something like that. Some, some big old oversized hot dog on a bun with either mustard or cheese or kraut or something. For you football. say, would you say wait, did you, so you got the hot dogs? Did you make the hot dogs yourself? It was the knockwurst, the Hebrew National Beef Knockwurst. Good. Yeah, but where, Freaking good. Where did you like how did you how did you make these hot dogs? Believe it or not, they're so damn good. I just boiled them for about four minutes and then throw them on a bun and I put something on them and they're so god darn good. It's not even it's not even So would funny. you say are they I don't wanna um, talk too much about this now, but um, when's the last time you had a hot dog from a, like a baseball game or a ballpark? I've, I've had some at home, like, you know, the, but I get what you're saying because when you get them out like that somewhere, it's just different. It, I don't know what it is or whatever, but it's been, it's been, a, it's been a while. It's been a minute as the kids say, you know what I mean? So I don't know. It's, it's been a while since I've had that like ball game type dog. So, but okay. this is, um, this is these are even better, you know. Do you go with you uh, know do you put do you put ketchup on it? Which what's your go to? Mustard or ketchup? Mustard, mustard. Now I either put sometimes when I make the kraut, I'll do sauerkraut and mustard. If I don't have the kraut, I'll do cheese, either like shredded cheese and mustard or something like that on them. And I usually to accompany them, I either have a, a mac and cheese or tater tots or something like that with them. 
Um, but that's uh that's not every single Sunday. That's like, you know, every other have like yeah, a road. The reason I, I had to bring this up and I want to make this a tradition on the podcast is because man, you get so detailed and passionate about your fucking cheat meals and your like you you really do love I love food too, but man, you love food. <laughs> oh yeah, well you, know, you enjoy you enjoy your cheat meals and you really revel in them. I I respect it, man. That's a good, you know, the one it's something to look forward to. It's it's the little things in life, man. That's it right there. It's the little things in life. And you know, what I found too is, well, first of all, um, you've seen me, you know, I'm, I'm six, one, two forty, I'm up to 35 now. Um, and I'm not, I'm not a big roly poly guy, but I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm actually put together pretty well for my size and weight, but I could lose a little. Um, but my point is to watch your weight is a good thing. And my point is what I do is, and you know me for five days a week, I'll watch what I eat and eat sensibly. And then the other two days have some fun. And I think that's a smart thing to do. Absolutely. Um, everything, everything, in, everything in moderation, moderation, but yeah. also I'm going to tell you. When you lay off the stuff and you have it two days a week, God damn, does it taste even better? Do you know what I mean? I mean, it just tastes even better. Now, if I were eating that way every day, it's unhealthy. But and I've been been through stretches where I eat like this, like I'll eat like that every day or something like that. And it just it's not the same. It still tastes pretty good. But my point is everything's relative. When you lay off, doesn't mean you have to eat cardboard five days a week, but you eat stuff that's just a little less fun. A little more healthy, a little more reasonable. But when you really let it go, those two days that you're cheating or however we want to use the frame, you know, we however we want to call, we don't call it cheat meal or whatever. But those two days, two days a week when you really let it go, that stuff tastes three times better than it would if you were eating it every day. You know what I mean? Yep. It's like if I told you you can't have pizza for a month and then you had the pizza, damn, that's going to taste good. You know okay, what I mean? So, um. Okay, so we're going to wrap up here in a second. I hope everyone enjoyed today's podcast. Um, not ending it yet. I have a couple things to say. Um, Kings Warriors, so that last game between the Nets and uh, Mavericks, it looks like the, the Mavericks ended up winning 96-94. Um, KD had 20, 26, four assists, four rebounds. Doncic, what a beast. 36, six assists, six rebounds. Not a triple-double, but, you know, Luka's Luka. He's the man. Um, the Kings Warriors, I have NBA league pass, so I can see every NBA game. I love basketball, but, uh, Kings Warriors is, I know this is not, this, this is going to be released tomorrow possibly, but, uh, I'm, what I'm telling you is the NBA games tonight were phenomenal. Kings Warriors, 110, 107 Warriors with, uh, one minute, 23 seconds to go. Um, I recommend league pass. They had a free preview tonight. It's a hundred bucks for the whole season. I believe you see every NBA game. But, what did the 76ers and, do tonight? Let's let's check on the Sixers, man. What the hell did they do? They beat the Phoenix Suns hundred to eighty-eight. And there you go. Beat had thirty-three points, ten rebounds, five assists. And this and is without no, Harden. Everyone, this is without James Harden. The Sixers are five and six right now, right? So it's like, are they? Are oh. they? Let's just talk about. Let's not real. We'll do this another episode. But is it is this a situation where they want to get rid of Rivers and get Jay Wright in? You know, I'm. I, I'm. I'm. I, I I I like Doc Rivers. He's a good dude, but I think I'm what I'm smelling, what I'm feeling is the same thing as the Girardi thing. I, I don't think he's getting anywhere near the result out of this ball club that he could be. And I don't. I think he was. He's he's a good guy, 
And I just think, yeah, he won a he won an NBA title with with Boston with the big three, and a lot of coaches could have won with those three players. I mean, I like Doc Rivers. I think he's a good dude, but I would I would love for them to get someone else in here to coach this basketball. Team. Well, let's talk about Jay that. Wright. Let's talk about that the next like the next episode. But I was going to say, guess who hit the the the, the go ahead three pointer for the end of the word? The game's not over yet, but Steph Curry hit a fucking step back. Uh, jump shot, three point jump shot. That guy's so reliable, man. He's he's on he's on a level. He's in the top five all time NBA. Can you agree with that? I think so. I mean, I've never seen. Anybody I saw him play for play. Davidson. I was in Detroit in two thousand eight. Uh, was this two thousand eight or two thousand nine? Let me think. I saw him in two thousand. No, because we lost. We lost in the final four pretty badly in two thousand nine. Yeah, this was the Sweet 16 in Detroit. Uh, we got our ass kicked by Kansas that night, but I saw Steph Curry play that night, and LeBron was in the building. Oh, my God. I knew he was going to be a star that night, and I predicted it. I'm the villain of the board. But um, everyone was laughing at me. Oh, this guy's you know, he's barely good enough in this. You know, he's not going to make an NBA. He's too small. He's too skinny. No. He is a legend, and uh, we'll talk about that more in the future. But I just want to wrap up. Joe, it was great having you today. Um, Thank you Joe, for having Joe me. Thurman, it's been a pleasure. And I hope the audience enjoys you. And what I will say, this is Sean Matthews' podcast, but Joe is a very, very integral role in this podcast. I like how it went today. We'll see how the listener, what the listeners think. We'll see it my friends and family, because that's pretty much all the listeners we have right now, friends <laughs> and family. But um, I have a feeling that they're going to like Joe. I'll just say that uh, I'm doing food reviews too. I'm on TikTok. I'm on, I'm on Instagram. Uh, my TikTok is Sean Reviews Stuff. My Instagram is Sean Matthew 13 my, my Twitter is Sean Matthew 13. I'm trying to grow this organically. Um, the podcast, I feel like is going to be a great vehicle for people to get to know me and Joe. Uh, we're having a lot of fun doing it. I had a blast tonight. Joe, did you have fun? tonight? Oh, this was nice. This was, this was really nice. And I, I'm going to tell you, man, your, your enthusiasm is contagious. You got me all, all really, uh, excited and ready to go. Oh, that, and, that warms my heart. And man. a pleasure, my friend. So good. It really uh, has Yep. I, I appreciate that because I feel the same, man. You're you're matching you're matching uh you're matching my energy and you're you're it's it's uh it's a it's a nice feeling to have great chemistry and to have that feeling that man this could be something. But even if it's not, if it's just our friends and family at first, we're doing something that we're passionate about. I think we're pretty good at it. We can talk, talk about a lot of stuff. Um and I look forward to everyone hearing our future episodes. And again, thank you for listening. If you made it to the end. And uh, have a great night, great rest of the week. Me and Joe will probably record another episode very soon. And uh, yeah, have a great night. Thanks, Joe, for being here. Thank you. Take care now. Take care. Bye-bye.